Hello, wherever you are in the world, I hope you're well. So I have this really bad habit of starting things, but not finishing them. I think I may have some commitment issues. Everything that you're gonna hear from me is gonna be unscripted, but with talking points. Cause if you know me, you know I like to talk. Um, I've been dealing with some trauma in my life continually for two years. And it is time that I really took a moment to reflect, grow, and be transparent. You may be thinking, Tiffany, we follow you on social media. You do that with us all the time. And while yes, I do, there are some things I left out on purpose. Some things I just have to take with me to my grave. But other things, I can find a way to finesse my words to get my point across. Now, I have a deep voice. It's pretty raspy sounding right now because I've done a lot of talking, a lot of praying, a lot of crying. And I'm getting it out because I've held so much in and I've tried to make sense of something that is so divine. And that's my life. I document things because I don't want to forget them or I want to hold on to the memory. But when you experience trauma, the level that I've experienced trauma, you start to document things because you're wondering, is this real? Or am I seeing things? Is this really happening to me? Again, I'm not the victim of anything, but I am a survivor of quite a few things. I definitely could have bypassed some things in life um, by, by making better choices and other things just happened. So I'm gonna tell my story. I'm recording this and I'm not yet sharing it, but just know when I do, you'll be surprised because I'm going to surprise myself because I'm just going to talk and record and talk and record. You know, I watch my son often and as much as I observe him and watch him and study him, he does the same thing to me. And it wasn't until summer 2020 when I realized my son was exa exactly like me. It's kind of scary when you're looking at the little version of you in a different gender. It's almost like, what? And when people say, Tiffany, that's how you acted at that age. That's how you acted at that age. I started to reflect like, well, I didn't think I was a bad kid. so. Why do I think my son is disrespectful? Or why do I think my son isn't a good listener? Why doesn't my son listen to me? He listens to everybody else. And he's this nice, bubbly kid for everybody else. But when it gets to me, he's sour. But then I had to look at, how am I to him? He hasn't gotten the best version of me in a very long time. He's gotten the overworked, underpaid, stressed out, tired, 
fatigued, exhausted, pained, mentally abused, toxic, defensive, irritated version of me. So that's why he responds to me the way he does. Because he's responding to that same energy I bring him. And it wasn't until I studied myself that I realized if I didn't get help quickly, I could damage the most precious gift that I literally asked God for. And that was my son. In the year 2013, my grandmother died suddenly. Not shortly after I left the house to go party with some friends and I hadn't been out in months. And they knew that because I was taking care of my grandmother. And I didn't want to leave her. I wanted every moment with her that I could have because my grandmother had dementia and sometimes she knew it was me and other times she didn't. Sometimes we talk about me and she'd think I was somebody else. And in taking care of my grandmother, I learned what it was like to take care of somebody. To see somebody that used to take care of you and then you now take care of them. It was the, a, a joy and a fulfillment that I didn't know I loved so much, but I did. So one day I decided to go out with some friends to a party downtown Pittsburgh and I had ordered shoes off of the internet and I got new bundles installed so I had a sewing going and weaved down my back and thinking I was just everything plus more. Got dressed and I talked to my grandmother. We laughed. She's making our jokes about my outfit and my hair. And I said, I'll be back. I won't be gone long. I'll be back. And my uncle was there with her. So I was like, she'll be fine. And I left. But when I came back home, my grandmother had already gone to heaven. My life changed real quick, real fast, real adversely. I lost my mind. My grandmother was a real grandmother. A grandmother you can call for anything and everything and she has words of encouragement prayer a listening ear and lots of money she bailed me out of situations I got myself into on purpose on accident out of knowing well my grandma's got it I don't care but at age 27 I had to care I've suppressed so much that you're literally going to time travel with me because I am going to unlock 
my suppressed memories, raw, uncut, uncensored, unfiltered, like my son. Well, Shadyside Hospital is a monumental place in my life. I worked there. I had my first panic attack there. I met my husband there. I got stalked by a crazy ex-boyfriend there. My grandma died there. I got a phone call from my uncle that said, hey, grandma stopped responding when I was trying to change her shortly after you left. Meet me at the hospital. I had two people in my car and we were headed downtown Pittsburgh. So I quickly got them to their destinations. I sent out a message to my friends on my phone as quickly as I could that said, pray, I've got bad news about my grandmother, I'm on my way to the hospital, just please pray. My grandmother had already went to heaven and I didn't even know it. Time must have moved quicker than my brain could encapsulate because I beat my uncle to the hospital. The ambulance must have taken my grandmother with all my uncle. And I get to Shadyside and I go to the front desk and I said, hi, I'm Tiffany Crumby. I'm Marion Stoudemire's granddaughter. Um, I was told my grandmother is here. I need to see my grandmother. And the lady at the desk was very poised and very kind. And she said, well, you gotta wait for a second until your uncle gets here. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, I beat him here. Okay, so I'm just pacing around the waiting room. There was no one there. At least I don't remember anyone being there. When my uncle came in, I'm like, come on, we gotta see grandma. They won't let me back without you. And then a man and a woman came and they brought us into the small room. And all I heard was Marion Stoudemire didn't make it. And at that moment, neither did I. I screamed, I panted, I shouted, I called a friend of mine. I called my mom. Screaming, I called my dad, my biological father. My life hasn't been the same since that day. And it probably never will be.